Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it's the first Friday of the month, and that means Dr. Alessandra Duke is stopping by today, and the two of the ladies will be chatting about transitions, body betrayal, and the gory details of Sunny's recent SIBO protocol, which she started this week, so we'll check in with her and see how she's doing. All that coming up right now on Sunny in Seattle. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Sunny Joy McMillan. Hello, and I'm your other host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. Woohoo! And uh, the show is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch us live, you can always go back and listen to those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. And I invite you to connect with me via Facebook. And, of course, you can find me there by my name. But I also have a specific page for the show, which is Sunny in Seattle Radio. And there I post links to our upcoming guests so you can find out what is going on on the show on any given week. Um, you can also find out me about more about me um, and my coaching business by going to goldenoversoul.com. That's my primary biz website. Um, and Alessandra, why don't you give out your your my info? Yeah, your info yeah. so people can look if they want to right oh, now. Yes, I'm at uh, alessandraduke.com, and that is where you can find out information about me, about my practice, if you want to work with me and connect with me that way. And then I also have an organization that I run um, called Lady Bosses, which is for um, women entrepreneurs and small business owners. And that website is seattleladybosses.com. So you can find information about me on both of those websites. I would say Facebook. I'm on there. But but not really. (laughs) I am and I'm not. I know. I have fits and spurts on Facebook, I've noticed. I'm trying to be more consistent. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, I do want to mention just a couple of other little housekeeping things. Um, Number one, um, I was really excited to learn that one of my favorite spiritual teachers' channels um, is going to be in Portland next week. Um, You all may know Lee Carroll, who channels uh, for an entity or a group of entities called Cryon. And um, I recently saw Lee, as well as Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, Lynn McTaggart, and, oh, goodness, I'm missing one. Oh, dear. I feel really bad. Greg Braden. There it is. Yes. Okay, so I saw all of them at the Science and Spirituality Conference in Nanaimo. And now, um, so Lee is going to be back up in this area of the country um, bringing Cryon through. And I think also he'll be with his traveling crew that you know him with, um, Dr. Amber Wolf and uh, Marilyn Harper, who channels for Adiranda. They always have such a neat entourage coming with them um, that, um, that I, I'll just say from the Science and Spirituality Conference, some of the vendors you'll find there, like there's this amazing mm. cat that oh. is apparently an Ascended Master. And will I just noticed the cat, there was like a massage table, and the, the, the kitty cat would lay on um, clients or patients, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. um, at throughout the conference. And this cat was just I have never seen such a peaceful animal. I mean, cats can be pretty peaceful, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the tired ones. Yeah. But this kitty was so incredibly peaceful. But anyway, you will find all of these good things and more at the Cryon event next week um, in uh, Portland, Oregon. Is it Oregon. all week long? No, it's actually, thank you for making mm-hmm. me specify my dates. <laughs> it will be August 11th through 13th. So that's, I guess, a week um, from, is that a week from today or a week from tomorrow? Um, and, and that's in Portland. So just go to cryon.com under their events section. And I actually will be interviewing Lee next week. So, oh, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So it won't be – you guys can still um, get a taste of the work if you want to hear him before you run on down to Portland for the event. And then also um, I want to mention um, you can grab a free copy of my book, Unhitched, Unlock Your Courage and Clarity to Unstick Your Bad Marriage. Um, I have the little website set up where you can download it for free, and that's unhitchedbook.com, unhitchedbook.com. Okay, so without further ado, show for today. Um, oh, I actually, sorry, I have two more things, Alessandra. No, that's mind? great. Yes, I'm okay. just putting that conference in my phone. Okay, oh, very so good. I remember it. Very good. 
Uh, <laughs> so I'm not, I promise I'm not tuning out on you. I'm like, <laughs> I bye. You were. I just go get a cup of coffee. Yeah, I just got to go. Should be fine. I'm ordering some takeout. Yeah, right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Not a bad idea. Right? It'll be delivered to the studio? Yeah. While we're here? Oh, awesome. Very good. Is it freaky fast? <laughs> no, Sonny, I was not ordering delivery. No, oh. so. <laughs> so I couldn't eat she it anyway. Dude, you see that? No. She got excited. Well, you'll find out very quickly. I will not be able to eat it anyway because of my SIBO protocol. But that's uh-huh. We'll share more about that later. Um, so while we're on the subject of Unhitched, so I had a wonderful meeting with an attorney at a firm here in Seattle that I just want to give a shout out to because every once in a while I meet a family law firm that I think really exemplifies or their their philosophy and mission really aligns with mine, which is if you're going to go the route of divorce, let's do it gently. Let's do it kindly. Let's do it in more of a problem-solving way rather than a winner versus loser, take-all strategy that ends up, you know, in just the worst kind of litigation in the courtroom. And so I just want to send a shout-out to Seattle Divorce Services. They're located in Ballard. And if any of you are considering divorce or want just to have a consultation about what your rights are, that's the first thing I always do with my clients. If you are thinking you uh, need some help in your marriage, but you're too scared to leave, you're too scared to you really don't know, you're afraid that you'll be left with nothing. You're afraid that your spouse is threatening you with certain things that maybe don't sound quite right, but you just don't know your rights. And I always send my clients out for a consultation first and foremost. And Seattle Divorce Services has a really reasonable consultation. Um, and I just was really impressed with the attorney that I met with there, Mike Fancher, who has founded the firm and um, has been there for many, many years. It's a part of the Ballard community. So um, I highly, highly recommend Seattle Divorce Services. Um, and then secondly, the other thing, I want to send a shout out to one of our listeners, um, Benny, who, um, uh, yes, yes. So I don't want to, I haven't, I, I don't, I didn't have a phone number for this listener I would have asked, but I'm just going to say it's Susan H. right here in Seattle. She very sweetly sent the nicest article. And actually, Alessandra, it was after our last First Friday show. Mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. to tell you about this. Um but thank you so much, Susan, for your sweet gift to Benny and I and for your kind note. And it just means so much to know, you know, that it's not just my parents and partner listening and yeah. that, we're <laughs> that we're reaching some of you out there. And, well, and we thank them, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, Benny, Benny was uh, passed yeah. along the little note. So, mm-hmm. thank you, So, for Susan. that, we'll do a little. Oh. Aww. 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 <laughs> Susan. Right. Thanks, Susan. You're the best, Susan. We appreciate yeah. it. All of our listeners are the best. Yeah. But yeah, we don't always know who you are. So, Susan, thanks for making yourself known. But you're and making it known that you do accept gifts from your <laughs> yes, listeners yes. at any time. Old school way, too. Like, yes. in the mail. Uh, like, yes. that's actually being delivered that's here. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, right? Not digitally. Yeah. I love it. Although PayPal works, too. <laughs> yeah. And Starbucks. And Square Cash and Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have many ways to reach us. Um so it's always so funny, Alessandra, because preparing for these shows, we've gotten to the point where we it used to be we'd check in several days in advance, and then it would be like the night before, and we'd kind of have an agreed upon thing. And now it's like gotten to the point where we're breezing into the studio, and occasionally we'll like you sent a text yesterday, and you were saying body betrayal, and I was like, what the hell's been going on in your life? You have mm-hmm. body betrayal, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a chance to catch up with my friends since we didn't get to have dinner this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what are all these things that are going on in your life? Transitions, yeah. body betrayal, and you know I started my SIBO thing. But let's yes. start. Where do you want to begin with well, all your stuff? Because yeah. you said transitions were big for you, right? Yes, now. because oh, when we check in, typically it's like, okay, what feels really present for you? Yeah. You know, this week, what's going on for you? And mm-hmm. you're right, we haven't had the chance to check in. So, um, so I was thinking, what are the things that feel kind of all-consuming for me? And one I, I named, so a couple of things. Transition, they it all kind of goes hand in hand, the body betrayal and transition to me right now. <laughs> okay. um, so you knew that the last place I was living, the apartment that I was living, was not a good fit for mm-hmm. many, many reasons. Yeah. Um, Do you want to share just a cut? I mean, the why? Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody out there is thinking that, you know, you just don't even realize how your space affects the rest of your life. And really, you felt the effects in a big way. Yes. Yeah. And so um, 
we had decided to, my partner and I had decided to move into this place with the, um, with the thought of, we're going to save a little bit of money, maybe want to save up for, I don't know how many listeners are maybe saving up for either a down payment on a house or want mm-hmm. to be able to travel or whatever. But I thought, I'm tired of paying these high rents. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a fair exchange. Let's do something a little cheaper. It's okay if it's ugly. Mm-hmm. And so we found this place and we thought, um, oh, this is great. Like it's, you know, about $400 cheaper a month. Mm-hmm. We can really stash some money away. And um, and it even, you know, had a porch and it had a view. And I thought, okay. And the first night that we were there, um, we had entered it. I'm I'm really, really sensitive to cigarette smoke. And in fact, it is a, an allergy that I have. But I'm also, um, I grew up with a lot of it around me. So I'm just really, just highly sensitive to yeah. it. Um, and so went into a non-smoking apartment agreement. Well, Several of the neighbors had lived there for years and years and years and had not signed that agreement. So the first night I was there, we realized every neighbor, it was a five-tenant building. Um, so four out of five of the tenants living there were smokers. Wow. So smoke was coming from every single angle. Couldn't it, I felt like it was, it was all over everything, coming every which direction. I, I literally felt like I couldn't breathe. My dog, who was going through chemotherapy, started having all kinds of allergic reactions, mm-hmm. things like that. So we were able to work with property manager to get, to get that settled. But then it was like, okay, well, we've still got this view. Look at here. And within two weeks, a high-rise condo was built right in front of that oh view, <laughs> less than 100 feet away from the patio. So uh-huh. then we couldn't see. And so we had a view of the concrete neighbor's building and then a view of this new building and just couldn't see around and could hear everyone around us. And there were there were people using drugs in our carport and the management wasn't doing anything about it. And I just thought like like needles being needles being. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Left and people. And so I had called the cops uh, four times within the first couple of months that I had lived there Mm. because of people coming on the property, doing drugs on the property and leaving needles on the property. Um, And so I just thought, oh, and my car was vandalized while I was there. It just felt like (gasps) everything. Yes, the new one. Sorry. Yeah, somebody had gotten into it and um, taken a bunch of things. And so I just felt like, wow, I... I, there is no space for me here. And even though I wanted to cut and run and say, you know, this place is terrible, whatever, I got to get out of here. It also was really helpful. There was this huge spiritual growth for me where I got really clear, like I clear about what I needed, which is, yes, more space and everything like that. But I was clear. I, I got really clear about the ways that I had felt willing to compromise my comfort um, that felt very much in alignment with how I had grown up. There wasn't a lot of care and concern for my comfort growing up. And that's not to say that my childhood was abysmal or anything like that, but it was difficult. And I did not have parents who were particularly nurturing to me in any capacity. And we moved a lot and my comfort was not considered. And I think I didn't realize that as an adult, I still do that to myself where I I feel like it's fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And I shake off any discomfort I feel. I knew it before I even signed a contract that that place, I shouldn't have been there. And I did it anyway. Really? Mm -hmm. I could feel it. But I thought, Wait, how did you feel it? Because was it a body compass yeah. thing where you felt that, you know, I go to my body compass and I, if I feel constricted about a decision, then I know I really mm-hmm. need to look hard at it and make mm-hmm. sure it's, or if I feel light and expansive, it's a pretty full body. Yes. Yes. And know. I love that exercise that you mm-hmm. do. I think it's so, it's so helpful. So yeah, I had come, my partner had gone to look at it and she said, it's fine. It looks, it looks fine. You go look at it. You know, as we were on different schedules, I met with a property manager and something that I end up doing sometimes I'm a big people, people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So the property manager had made time to meet with me separately. I already felt like she was doing me this big favor, Mm -hmm. you know, and partner liked it. So if I would just cooperate, 
in ah. my mind, we would all, everyone would be happy. And so, which is old wow. narrative of the ways that I need to show up in my life. There's so many lessons in this story. It's so many. <laughs> it's so, there's so many, right? Because it's not just like, oh, it's a bad apartment, the no. end. It's just, there are so many. And it started at the very beginning. And I could feel it. I could feel something in my center. The property manager said at the very end, you know, she was showing me around and I just thought, okay, okay. I just kept, it was all, cog- it was all in cognitive. Mm-hmm. I can make this work. I can make this work. Cutting off from anything that I felt in my body. Just, I need to make this work. This woman made time for me. This is fine. We're in this rush. And and right in that moment, I let go of abundance mindset. That There is plenty out there. I was in scarcity uh-huh. mindset. And I thought, I'm not finding places. I'm not finding them soon enough. Mm-hmm. We were ending our lease with a place before that. So anyway, I had felt that within, like, she she mentioned something, like, in passing, the property manager at the end. She said, you know, every once in a while, they'll, you know, someone, you know, will be sleeping in the carport, and I'll just have to shuffle them out, and don't worry about that. And and as a, as a woman, I don't. I don't particularly like to be shuffling unconscious people <laughs> away from my car. I don't feel very safe about yeah, that. I, yeah. I want to get to my car without shuffling people Fair out enough. of the way. Fair enough. I want to be compassionate. Um, so anyway, I I said, okay, but she had said that comment and a, a couple of other things that I felt like, ooh, something's just not right. Red flag. Yep. And, and it just stuck with me. And I, had I listened to that very first intuitive hit, I mean, my body was telling me, no, hard no. <laughs> my brain was saying, you can do it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Which is the message I grew up with. The old story. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the old story that I was living out. And so that very first night, I mean, I woke up sobbing in the middle of the night as I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And here we had signed this contract and lease which I think leases are weird anyway you sign something for a year you don't even know if you want to live there you don't get to have a cooling off period and Mm -mm. give it back after 24 hours Mm -mm. you're just in it so anyway there were so many wonderful lessons in this piece about where am I still aligning with a faulty narrative of how my family worked and and did their life yeah and they were always coming from a place of scarcity and there's not enough and lack mm-hmm. and where am I shirking off any you know the parts of me that want comfort and, and are deserving of comfort yeah. where am I saying you're not allowed to have that and that's not okay that you want that um so so it just was there were so many lessons so we are out of there Woo-hoo! and I don't have to go back ever again <laughs> And it was so funny, but I even as I posted, um, because I didn't trust that the property management would lease it out in a timely manner for us, and we were on the hook until mm-hmm. we were we replaced ourselves. So I found someone. Yeah, I said a prayer for that apartment. I said, basically, I've learned so much from you. You have held me here well. I see so many things before me that need that needed to be healed, that needed to grow, and it is because of you and this yes. container that I that I got here. And now I ask that you help someone else heal in whatever way they need to be healed. Yeah. Placed it on Craigslist. We were very scared. No one would want it. 43 responses in the first 24 hours. What the what? Uh-huh. It was gone right away. And like, for the exact same amount that you'd been paying? Uh-huh. Wow. And the apartment just, it felt like, it felt like it was ready for me to go. I felt like I was ready yeah. to go. So it, it, to me, sometimes I could, I could imagine why this, it might sound kind of strange. Like maybe people are thinking, what is with this lady talking about the apartment having all of these <laughs> feelings oh. and growth experiences? But I think your listeners would get it. Yes. You know? Oh, I know. They're your listeners too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners of KKNW. I think so. That's why I wanted you to go into some details because- if someone else is out there in a really uncomfortable living situation, perhaps this will help them. And the two things occur to me. Number one uh, was saving. If you think you're going to be saving money, in your case, it would have been $400 mm-hmm. a month. What are the other costs that are adding up right. to offset 
the monetary savings and the cost to you were too great. The yes. cost, from what I heard, way outweighed four hundred dollars yes. a month. And yes, when I'm not in that scarcity mindset of I have to take this, this is the way that I'll save money. It doesn't allow me. There could have been many other ways that I could have saved. Let's say I want to save four hundred dollars, right? That yeah. either. I earn mm-hmm. four hundred more dollars, mm-hmm. or another place comes along that feels like it resonates more yes. with me. I mean, there's so many ways to go about it, but I think the main misstep here was the refusal to listen to that intuitive hit and to that yeah. gut sense because I just felt my mo- my mind had taken over and was in the decision maker seat. Yes, um, yes, and, I, and it was I I cut off the rest of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then also, as you were talking, it makes me think um, for anyone out there who follows uh, Tosha Silver, she's one of my favorite spiritual teachers. She has a beautiful book called Outrageous Openness, and her work is all about offering up to and aligning with the divine. And so she lives in San Francisco. And of course, San Francisco, much like Seattle, uh, if you listen to what's in the news, if you listen to what people are repeating ad nauseum, it's a tight housing market. It's really expensive. Mm. You'll never find anything. You better just hope mm. for something, a cardboard box on the side yes. of the road, and you'll be yes. lucky to pay $5,000 for that. And she she tells this lovely story. She refuses to buy into these narratives. Like her mm. relationship with the divine and whatever that is for her is so strong. And she just, when she was ready, it was time for her to move. And she just went on this lovely walk and she said that she was in, gosh, this has been a while since I've read this story. So if I'm getting a few details wrong, but the gist of it was she looked up and she saw this rental sign in the window of this beautiful top floor uh, apartment, like a one of those, you know, those row homes. penthouse. Yeah. I know this story, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if I'm getting the details yeah. wrong, yeah. But basically, it was just like a sign in the window, and she knocked, and the guy was like, this has been waiting for you, basically, and the price was right. What am I missing? Well, yeah, she said, he said, oh, are you looking for a place to rent? He was kind of standing right outside the building, yeah. and she said, oh, yeah, I am, but I couldn't possibly afford whatever that is. And he yes. said, well, would you want to come take a look at least? And she said, why not? You know, uh-huh. I'll, I'll take a look. And she said he was, you know, kind of a different guy. But I thought, what what the hey, you know, uh-huh. I'll go up there. So she's taking a look and it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's floor to ceiling windows. She can see the bay. Yeah. I mean, she can see this view. And he says, so what do you think? And she said, well, I love it. I can't imagine, though, what this must cost. And I, I definitely couldn't afford it, basically. And he said, well, how much are you paying for your current place? And she named her mm-hmm. price that she was currently paying, which, I mean, she was staying at that point in some basement yeah. apartment because oh, yeah. she, she was not well for a little while. That's right. This was when she was not, this was when yeah. she was having those huge health issues. Yeah. 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 And so she was finally feeling better and she needed a place to yes, match that yes. energetically. I'm glad you know this story. Yeah. You're getting better than I I have. listened to that book a lot. <laughs> To get me back to listening yeah. to Divine. Outrageous so, openness for those out there listening. Yeah, and she she named her current price for her basement place. He charged her maybe two or $300 on top of that. And yeah. she she was so taken aback, and he said, you know, I've been through, I was, I was raised in, I forget where he was from, but a place where there is a lot of war, a lot of things going on, people mm-hmm. getting murdered all around you. And he's like, I've come to learn when there is, when there is someone good right before you and like I'm interested in the right person and yes. she lived there for years. Yes. 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 And the, her, the He's moral, an angel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the moral of the story is it doesn't matter what the thinking is or what is going, what is quote going on around us. Cause that, mm-hmm. I mean, all the thoughts we have are subject to inquiry and examination as to whether they're actually true. And when you are aligned with the divine or whatever your idea of a higher power is, when you are in flow and tapped into all the goodness that the universe has to offer, if you will look at that and not at the crap that's around you that's yes. being spewed from the people in the media around you, when you are aligned with that, the housing market does not matter. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think it's so easy, like you're saying, to to fall into that mode of believing, oh, gosh, you know, you're right. It is, it is tight. And there's enough facts to support that. Right. Sure. And I, yeah. I, I work this with this wonderful um, coach who is completely unaffected by Seattle's changing ways. Yeah. I mean, she just feels so just connected with divine order yes like that it doesn't impact her and I constantly want to argue with her like there are 
facts that support <laughs> this housing market. <laughs> How can you not be upset about it? You know, and she she's just saying like, I that is not what I connect with. That is not yes. what I tune into. That's not I my tune experience. Into, yeah, <laughs> I I bring in what I need to when when mm-hmm. I need to have it, and like it it will show up when I'm really clear. Exactly. And our minds our minds are lovely machines, but they are designed to take a story and go out and collect evidence to support it. So what story are you picking? And that's what your mind is going to be focused on. So if you if your story is the housing market is too tight and I will never find anything, your mind will say, oh, great. Let me go find you some evidence of that. And we'll yes. pull this news story and this this, um, you know, story from a friend. But if you I, I I like to align more with where Tosha Silver is and say, OK, my story is that I'm aligned with the divine and that has not been my experience that the housing market is tight. Go brain, go. And yes. my brain goes and finds stories of Tosha Silver and stories mm-hmm. of a neighbor who found this place at this most amazing price and stories. Mm-hmm. Go find that evidence. And that's the reality that you will live in yes. <laughs> and create. And I love that. It's like fill in the blank for that with anything. Housing. Yes. Career. Relationship. relationship mm-hmm. I mean, anything. So if it's not housing for you, then think about where other what other narratives are you running about there's only so much, there's not enough, and mm-hmm. other people are getting it all. I'm not, right? Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's straight-up reptile brain thinking, yeah. which we all have, but we can manage that's if we right. have awareness that's around right. it. That's right. Um, and the last thing, I know we need to go to break pretty soon, but the other thing I made a note about when you were talking was I love this idea that you actually talked to the apartment and mm-hmm. you thanked it and you blessed it, and um, there is an interesting tool that, when you are having a problem and you are having a problem with this apartment, mm-hmm. um, but let's say you're having a tax problem or let's say you have a conflict uh, with a friend, there's an interesting, it's, it's based in Jungian dream analysis, but you become this problem, become the object. So, for example, Alessandra, if you became the apartment, I am Alessandra's apartment, <laughs> and you would list, like, I am the apartment and I am smoky, cramped, <laughs> and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and then ask the so uh okay apartment what is your purpose and Mm -hmm. oh my purpose is to teach alessandra some lessons and you just basically dialogue with whatever your problem is Mm -hmm. alessandra's case the apartment and see what messages it has for you because this there were some amazing messages that came through from this experience and you did i mean you didn't do this exact exercise but you did a form of it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that is a really neat way to see when you have a situation that appears to be problematic or appears to be, quote, bad, see if you can talk to it, become mm-hmm. it. And it, this is a good exercise to do with a friend who can ask you the questions. Yeah. But you can do it on your own, too. Um, yeah, become that problem and see what messages you get that may actually unlock the benevolence mm-hmm. and the love in the situation or what it has to offer you in terms of growth and learning. Yeah, and I love that. I know we've got to go to break, but I... I'm thinking one of the reasons that I had talked to the apartment and um, processed some of that is because, have you heard of the, like, energetic cord cutting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was part of it, too, is anything asking, anything that is holding me here, any lessons that I need to know, please let me see them so that I can begin to cut these ties. Like, I am ready. I am ready to go. So please let me know. And that that's what I was asking throughout because I just thought this isn't this isn't right. Like, yeah. yes, I'm mad. And and that's not to say I was I was doing that all the time. Sometimes I was just irritated. Yeah. But I needed to cut those kind of energetic cords to make sure there's nothing still holding me there and that the the apartment is good to go. And again, that can be for anything. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect time to take a break. Perfect. Okay, um, okay, Benny. Um, so you've been listening to Sunny in Seattle. I am Sunny Joy McMillan, joined mm-hmm. by Alessandra Duke, and we'll be back in just a few. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem: your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story, and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? 
It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available for pre-order today on Amazon.com. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. After countless tries to find healing for a devastating low back pain, Dr. Andy Marone met with his mentor and discovered a balance and clarity he never thought possible. He left his job as a software engineer and began a lifelong journey of learning the power of quality chiropractic care and enzyme nutrition and never looked back. He believes in not just treating pain, but removing roadblocks and paving the way to a happy and healthy life. Join Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner Mondays from 9 to 10 a.m. On Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. I'm Sunny, joined by... Dr. Alessandra Duke. Yes. And you're listening to Sunny in Seattle. So we talked about um, transition, so I'm glad to know you guys are in a good place now, or at least not in the place that was... um, Causing well, yeah, creating so more much tr- learning. We're in more transition. Figure we're in transition of transition, figuring out our next transition. Oh my goodness! But it's going to be we have a temporary holding space while I get while I'm working on my abundance mindset. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's funny. I have to share real quick. If anybody out there follows Martha Beck, um, I have just been loving her Facebook Live videos. She does um, every week. I think it's on Saturdays now because I always watch the the recording of it. I don't ever join in live. But um, once a week, she does these little lives called the gathering room. Mm -hmm. And so for many of you who knew the story of her um, for decades, waking up with this vision of this ranch, and she knew when she woke up, she was in California. However, in waking life and physical Mm -hmm. reality, she lived in Phoenix, Arizona at the time. And these visions just got stronger and stronger until she was able to actually Google the specifics of the property, and they found one for sale, and it was in San Luis Obispo, California. It was perfect. They arrived to look at it, and unbeknownst to them, when they pull up, there is Martha's logo, a butterfly in wrought iron gates, like onto the mm. house and the property. I've shared this story before, but this is here's the continuation. So you would think, oh, my gosh, this is her end-all, be-all. She's going to die on this property yeah. and be buried under the big oak tree where that lady sits. Which is like a spirit that sits above the labyrinth anyway. Um, and But no, she has felt the call to move. And as of um, she finally announced where she was going, she's her um, her there's a fiction book that she wrote about a year ago called Diana Herself. It's the first of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. The second one is going to take place in New York. So she felt very called to go to the East Coast for a variety of reasons, not the least of which was that she wanted to be closer to the city where this is going to take place. Mm -hmm. So they're moving to Pennsylvania. And the (laughs) so they had this beautiful house all planned that they were under contract for. The ranch in California is under contract. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the buyer in California goes AWOL. Oh. And they have to pull back on the purchase of the Pennsylvania house. And while they're trying to find another buyer for the ranch, like the day they find a new buyer for the ranch, this ideal place in Pennsylvania, they get a notice that it's been sold. And mind you, the place in Pennsylvania was on the market for three years. Hmm. And so here comes Martha out of the woodwork, buys or gets under contract for it, has to take a brief pause in the negotiations, and the thing gets sold out from underneath her. So here she is. She's all packed up in California with nowhere to go (laughs) in Pennsylvania. And she's been really, you know, forthcoming about this journey. But it's just funny because these are the leanings. Humans are not wired to embrace change easily Mm -hmm. from everything I know about neuroscience and my own experience. However, 
there is nothing constant about our lives. And if we lean mm. into those changes and follow those intuitive leanings, just like me feeling called to Petaluma, California, mm-hmm. and we're actively looking there. And again, for those who this may be news <laughs> for, Sunny in Seattle is not going anywhere, just like Manson Mitchell, just like, you know, Brenda and Rob. I will broadcast remotely, and I'm sure wherever (laughs) Alessandra lands in Seattle, she will be here too. But in any event, it's just following those, following the intuitive leanings and then listening to the red flags Mm -hmm. about where we're not supposed to be and knowing that nothing is constant, really, Mm -hmm. and that is okay to be in transition. And what did you, there was one of the notes in your text to me that I wrote that was about, (laughs) that said something about uh, staying steady, right, rather than yes. becoming chaotic in the midst of these transitions. Yes, because you can see it. Well, and I, I would be curious uh, to hear what Martha has been saying, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, in her transition. She had a moment of extreme, like, ah, and panic, yeah. she said. Went for a walk, and she said, thank God, I am a practice meditator. And all of the years of me doing that now, this was where I drew from. And she found peace and realized this was her moral. I, I totally just jumped all over your toes no, and fine, hijacked. You're fine. <laughs> the moral of the story that she said was that she realized that this place that they were going to buy in Pennsylvania, the one that got sold out from underneath them mm-hmm. while they had some problems with the California contract, she thought that like, they were so excited and this was going to bring them so much happiness to be in this perfect place mm-hmm. in this remote area in Pennsylvania. And what she discovered when it was not taken from her, but from when it, when it was no longer available, yeah. was that the house is not what's going to make her happy. Mm-hmm. That her connection with spirit and her uh, her own um, inner, inner being, that's mm-hmm. where the peace and the happiness comes from, not the specific house or place. Yes. And so now when they are moving forward, she's going forward with a... Um, with an attitude of less graspiness mm-hmm. and more allowance for whatever needs to come through, knowing that her happiness will remain no matter where she is. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, that's essentially the practice that I've been trying to take on as we're in transition. We're staying, we're staying with a with a friend, and then have a kind of a temporary housing set up for next month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really wanting to give myself time to be able to make a decision where I feel really grounded. Yep. If I was, you know, coming out of that last place and expecting that, you know, for a minute I was looking at kind of an area that I wanted to be in, nothing was popping up, and I thought, oh, no, there's nothing available, right into scarcity mode, yep. right? So here these temporary places have just opened up and, like, been available at the perfect time. And so it's been a matter of, blessing those spaces Mm -hmm. I have um crystals that I use to put in the four corners of the spaces Mm -hmm. I use a black tourmaline Mm -hmm. um and just really saying either a prayer or some kind of um mantra with the space to basically hold that space as mine Mm -hmm. for the time being like Thank you for holding me here. Thank you. So that I can stay grounded within myself, Mm -hmm. with my partner, with divine, all of this, and not get into the like, (laughs) and my brain goes really easy into the like, what am I doing with my life? Why does it look like this? Why is Mm -hmm. it happening this way? All of that, right? And I think there is, there is a divine order of things playing out here. Yes. I would stay calm yes stay grounded stay connected and believe that the right thing is coming with the perfect timing yeah and the thing I always repeat and it has always it it it, I cannot think of a time when it has not turned out to be true everything is always working out for me Mm -hmm. everything is always working out for me oh isn't that hard to believe though sometimes sometimes when you're in the middle of it but looking back and connecting the dots Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everything always worked out exactly mm-hmm. like it was supposed to. And that's I. Mm-hmm. So now I've had enough experience trusting, looking back on those experiences to know that whatever I'm in the thick of, instead of, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. I just repeat to myself mm-hmm. and over heart. Everything is always working out for me. Yeah. And, and it does. Well, and I really think that when you can look at look at things like that over time, because I think that there are narratives that people have where it's like, this didn't work out for me, and this didn't work out for me, and this didn't work out. Like, I even have one job that um, that uh, let me go. That mm-hmm. so Every once in a while, my brain is like, well, this didn't work out, you know, and this ruined whatever. 
But, but actually, looking at it, it opened up so much more. There would be no lady bosses if it hadn't been for yeah, that. There would be no lady bosses. I wouldn't have the clients that I do. I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that wouldn't have occurred. You couldn't have I expanded. Right there. Right. You needed right. to expand and you couldn't yeah. have. Yeah. 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 So it's like I, I always want people to really challenge themselves, even when you hear, because I think sometimes um, even hearing people talk about, well, it always works out just, you know, just as it should. When I look at it, there can be some resistance yeah, right? to I get for that. probably listeners thinking, well, not for me. Yeah. Right. But to even look at that, like, OK, but what really has come out of that that maybe wouldn't otherwise be there? Right. Yeah. And speaking of that mm-hmm. difficult situations, let's talk uh, our, about our body betrayal stuff. No, I, yes. I don't. I wouldn't. Body betrayal. I betrayed my own body. My body did not betray me. That's how I got myself into the situation I'm in. But what's going on for you? Yeah. Well, and I, I think people are probably curious to know what's going on for you. So I'm not oh, going to yeah. spend a ton of time talking about my stuff because I got to talk about a lot yeah. of apartment stuff. But yeah, the body betrayal, which um, I think that even when you think about it, it's not so much like it's it's not so much the body betraying us though it feels that way it's kind of like you're saying I betrayed my body but I've just noticed you know I think I take it for granted I have a very strong healthy body fortunately Uh and so when there are things that happen um, for example I've got this lower back pain that will not relent you know and I have gone to all kinds of specialists and everything like that and it makes me feel all the things, less vital, less mm-hmm. all the things. You know, it's like I go to stand up and I feel about 40 years older than I am. I was about I to mean, say, don't say 40. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. That's way too young to be using as your barometer for what's old. <laughs> if I start doing that, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, because, yeah, be like, I would. And I feel I, my age. No. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm over 40. Come on. <laughs> I'm flirting with 40. So, um. Yeah, I just, I just, but just feeling like this betrayal, like, what are you doing? You like, why are you hurting this way? And why are you not responding to any of these people trying to help you? Like, what, what is happening here? Uh-huh. Those kinds of body betrayals. And I think sometimes I feel that way, too, when there's a sickness or something that happens where it feels mm-hmm. like, what, what is happening? And why is my body doing this to me yeah. right now? Um, I think that the and it, it can preoccupy a lot of your time I'm, I'm sure that there are listeners out there that have you know maybe some chronic pain yeah. maybe some you know some issues with the physical body where it does feel like what is my body doing to me and why why is this happening right and so I I think that that is even um it's a slippery slope right where I I think about um yesterday was a rough day for me with that right I went to get a treatment I didn't really feel any better after that and I thought how long is this going to last? And I felt the pretty clear messaging of like, it's going to last until you rest and are patient. Yeah. And like that things, I mean, there's so much, especially in the lower back region, if we think about where energy channels run in our body, mm-hmm. right? Like there's so much of our power, uh, what is it? Power, our power is stored yeah. in the kind of lower back in that root system of our body right yeah and so I think like in what ways am I feeling powerless and that some of this will will go will flow once I am ready to let go in some ways yeah and I'm going to throw a hunch here and I hope it's okay that I'm going here without us having talked about this previously but so this week um you know regular listeners know I adore Dr. Christiane Northrup I listen to her Hay House radio show every week um, and Hay House Radio is available as an app on your smartphone, and it's super easy. But the the show this week was on hip replacement, and what Dr. Northrup went into, and she talks about this a lot, and I, I do believe this, that many conditions and diseases and pains and things can be biosymbolic, meaning that they are there are messages to us that something is out of alignment in our life. Now, I'm not going to say, I don't want to speak for anyone out there who's got a chronic pain condition or things. I I don't want to speak for anyone. I'm just saying this is a point of view that has been shared Mm -hmm. by Dr. Northrup, and I do, I've had some experience with this in my own life. So hip replacement specifically for her, the subject of the show was people who have um, 
chronic hip issues or hip replacements, that can be biosymbolic for having said yes way too many times when you really meant no. Mm. Um, and so there were some callers that were speaking to that. I'm curious, Alessandra, I haven't even looked at what mm-hmm. the biosymbolic meaning is of lower back pain, but oh, to so me, curious. the back is our support system. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've been experiencing some, uh, I think you have been overgiving in certain areas of your business <laughs> in your life. Mm-hmm. And I will say lady bosses, I think, is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that it's currently set up, we've talked about this, that yep. you are giving I'd say 75% more than you are getting from that or maybe even more. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if this has anything to do with your struggle around how to Mm -hmm. manage that. Well, and I think, I think that you're on to something. I mean, I, I think, yes, the back is the support system, right? That's our main source of support Mm -hmm. and a big struggle in the last probably six months, which is when this started is not feeling supported, Mm -hmm. not feeling, um, not feeling like the support is mutual. You're right. Feeling like I'm giving out a lot and not getting a lot. Right. Um, and And that's not to say that there aren't people that I like you're supportive of me, Benny's supportive of me, like that I have supportive people. Um, but you're right that, that things like that are a lot more giving, like I'm giving a lot. Yeah. And I would say for those, I'm a member of lady bosses and I would say before, if I didn't know you, like I do, for the women who just show up that are getting a lot from it, I don't think any of them have any idea about this. This no. is you. It's all behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. I think if, if if anyone knew you needed support or were not getting support or receiving as much, I think everyone would go, oh, my gosh, what can right. I do? What can I do? We don't want this to be like right? this. We love lady bosses. We yeah. love Alessandra. So I, it's one. I just want to point that out that this hasn't I don't think this has anything to do with the members of Lady yeah. Bosses. Oh, no. This has to do so with what yeah, you've set it things up. I've set it up and that <laughs> I'm wanting for people to walk in and have such a wonderful, um, well curated experience mm-hmm. that I go to great lengths behind the scenes to offer to uh, for this offering. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of thought and time and effort put into it that yeah. I think, yeah, people really just don't see. And and I am having to think about um, Sunny is on my uh, whatever it is, a board <laughs> or a, a team or yeah, whatever. I like a team. My um, <laughs> consultation team about this to figure out how I can start doing it in a way where I feel supported and I feel held as well. And I think that that will probably help me physically. And I think, you know, it, it ties into what what I realized a lot, even with the apartment, is mm-hmm. there's um, so much of my history and how I grew up that's willing to sacrifice my own comfort yes. if other people are comfortable. Oh so gosh. I did this. The same. It's running parallel. Like yeah. the same thing as the apartment going forward, moving forward with it because other people would be happy with me. Same thing with lady mm-hmm. bosses, doing things like mm-hmm. not getting the support that I need, but making sure everybody else feels really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I'm now at the standstill, and I think my my back is something that is calling out for that, for change. If the body is the final messenger, because nothing else to date has caused you to slow down, yes. pause, or change things. Nope. So, oh, yeah. Could be. So, okay, I'm going to shift gears because yeah. I know that we're going to start running short on time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and, I, and because anybody is mentioning SIBO with you, yeah. and I think that your people would want to know. Well, I, I actually, I want to share this because I consider myself a pretty clean eater, or I did. Okay, so I, mm-hmm. I drink alcohol maybe once a week, maybe twice a week. This is like confessional right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't got <laughs> But I want people to know because I, it, I think that more people have this than we realize. And I think as we are beginning to discover, our gut microbiome is basically the center of our physical world. Our immune function comes from our gut. Our neurotransmitters can come from our gut. Like there's so much that evol- that revolves around this. And because of the amount of sugar, and I'm talking, I'm talking like, yes, organic cane sugar or brown rice syrup, all of these are forms of sugar. There are like 56 different forms of sugar. If you listen to my show with Jenny Carr last week mm-hmm. on anti-inflammatory eating, it is it is crazy how much sugar we are ingesting. And sugar is so inflammatory. And so when you're not And I'm not just talking sugar. I'm talking anything processed. Even I shop at PCC, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of things at PCC that are processed that have additives and preservatives. And over time, our gut can develop 
um, for me specifically, so SIBO stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It's the bacterial side of things. If you've heard of candida, that's more the fungal side of things is my understanding. So those are kind of becoming buzzwords right now. And there's a reason. Stress, alcohol, carbohydrates, and I'm talking, you know, even the anything that, that any type of carbohydrate that's not an ancient grain, basically, that's been processed in any way. Um, so different kinds of flours or, um, you know, rice and things like that that turn to sugar in the body, basically. So um, lots of carbohydrates and processed foods um, are at high risk of getting SIBO. And I will mm. tell you, my regular listeners know I am still uh, an emotional eater at times. The stress mm. of my business, since I'm not using drugs or alcohol really to numb mm-hmm. anymore, food has become what it seemed like a healthy comfort to mm-hmm. me. But it has created this bacterial overgrowth for me. And I want to make people aware because even as a very clean eater, even though I eat lots of fruits and vegetables and clean proteins, I still was supplementing with a lot of, you know, comfort foods, mm. chips and rice and pastas and things like that. And, and then of course, the alcohol at times. Mm. And I created a little bit of a problem. And so <laughs> you may know you have SIBO because uh, you experience immediate. I didn't have any of these symptoms. But mm-hmm. um, for those out there listening, constipation, bloating, diarrhea, all the regular GI stuff. But it, signs of SIBO can also be food intolerances like gluten, casein, lactose, fructose, all of those. Uh, chronic illnesses like fibromyalgia can be a sign that you have SIBO as well, B12 deficiencies. And there are a couple of tests that a functional medicine doctor will do, either a urine test or a breath test. And I won't go into that, but um, you can check with your practitioner, a functional medicine practitioner. And there are several ways to go about treating it. Now, a regular Western medicine doc, I think the usual protocol is a round of really strong antibiotics that tend to stay in the gut. Mm. I don't like antibiotics because I want my good gut flora. I don't want to kill off all the good bacteria. So I've been working with my doctor um, to... And here's where the fun part comes in. It's a two-month, very strict dietary protocol. No sugar of any sort, no alcohol, no caffeine. Did you know caffeine can actually mess with your neurotransmitters? And it also um, stimulates certain things in the liver, which release sugar, which can exacerbate SIBO. So no caffeine, not even green or white tea. Um, you know, no, um, no mushrooms, um, no, God, what else is You're there? naming all my favorites. Oh, there's things. everything. So I basically, but here's the good news. I have these two amazing cookbooks now. Jenny Carr's from the show last week, Piece of Cake, the anti, oh, secret to an anti-inflammatory diet. And I also have a cookbook from my doctor. I didn't even know she had this. I found it on Amazon. I was like looking for SIBO friendly things. And it's called the Quick and Easy Autoimmune Paleo Cookbook. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Dr. Keisha Ewers. And I have found all these amazing recipes that use coconut flour and almond flour and liquid stevia and other kinds of things. So anyway, while it is strict, I am making some amazing changes. And I want people out there to know that I don't feel deprived. I was scared the first couple of days, but I don't feel deprived. And I'm thinking about all the good things I'm doing for my body. Mm -hmm. I'm not no no marijuana, no alcohol, no nothing. And we have two minutes, so I'm going to wrap it up here. But anyway... If you, any of the symptoms that I mentioned to you are happening, you may want to check if you have SIBO or candida. And the protocol that you'll follow can change things. So I'll be checking in with you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm in week one. Oh, and the other good thing, brain fog. My brain oh. fog, which I always attributed to other things, it is supposedly going to lift. So I'll keep you guys posted. So there's my that SIBO update. <laughs> Well, we'll be so excited to hear yeah. Yeah, how, how you come along. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're right at the end here. So I'll just say um, to find out more about Alessandra and her work. Yeah, just go to alessandraduke.com or seattleladybosses.com. Yeah, there's a meeting next week if you guys mm-hmm. want to join. On the 7th. There's a couple spots open. Okay, awesome. And then, of course, my um, unhitchedbook.com website where you can grab your free copy. Don't forget to join me next week. Well, I'll be interviewing Lee Carroll. It has been a long time in coming to get him on and talk about Cryon. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. Thank you.